0: Hello, I'm Kate Fisher. Welcome to Milkshakes for Mali, the podcast that tells the survival stories of blood product recipients to thank donors and to encourage people to donate blood, plasma, platelets, or breast milk. Here at the Milkshakes for Mali podcast, we aim to bridge the gap of anonymity between donors and their recipients. But this week's episode will be much shorter and a bit different. Firstly, is for a very exciting reason, is that we have done a really exciting collaboration with the beautiful Amy and Emma from the Raw podcast. And we have a joint episode, which is dropping on Monday. So please keep an eye out for that in your podcast feed. Regular Milkshakes for Mali listeners will know the amazing episode that we did with Miracle Mama Amy, as she described how plasma and platelet donors kept her babies alive in utero, saved their lives in early neonatal intensive care days, and continue to help her littlest to live his best life now. So if you haven't heard that episode, you are missing out. So scroll back to episode three in your podcast feed. And we will also be dropping an episode with Emma in the next few weeks, where we chat about how blood donors gave her the precious gift of more time, with her beautiful warrior, Willow, who passed just before her first birthday. You can find more details of the Raw podcast and where to find these amazing ladies in our show notes. The other reason that today is a short one is because, as our regular listeners have no doubt heard from my sexy husky voice in the last few episodes, I have been really unwell for the last six weeks with pneumonia. I haven't tested positive to COVID, but I have had two stays in hospital and some fun complications, including pleurisy and a partial collapse of the airway leading into my lung. So this week I've rescheduled a bunch of things, um, which means that we are doing an Ask Me Anything episode this week. Um, so we're going to answer some questions from our listeners and that leads me beautifully into the first listener question, which is what happens when you get sick? Um, I'm currently having one of those reminders that you can't pour from an empty cup, um, And one of the things that we talk about in our collaboration episode with RAW on Monday is how hard and how equally important it is for parents who have children with additional needs to also identify as carers. Because the truth is that in our house, at least, we have significant additional responsibilities and tasks that are well outside the average tasks that other parents have. Um, And we really need to lean into that role as carers and make sure that we are getting all the support that we need. I myself also have some significant health challenges, um, but what I'm experiencing at the moment, in addition to an antibiotic resistant bacteria in my lungs, is also care burnout. Um, and it's been such a reminder to me that I really need to focus on my own mental and physical health and well-being so that I can support my family and the people that I love. So the practical things that I've put into place for the next few weeks are gratefully accepting meals that have been organised and lovingly prepared by beautiful friends, moving all of our children's therapy appointments to telehealth for the next few weeks so that I can just stay in my pyjamas whenever I can, um, and do the, um, appointments from home rather than doing the crazy whirlwind of picking kids up from school and ferrying them to the appointments and then dropping them back off again, um, which I do every week. And between three kids that have OT, speech, tutoring and psych appointments, every week is very hectic. Um, I'm having regular check-ins with my GP, regular appointments with my therapist, just living in survival mode where we drop all of our social commitments um, as much as we can as a whole family and just do the bare minimum on our housework. And I've also had to cancel my trip to Canberra for the weekend for my beautiful friend Candy's 40th birthday celebration, which has actually broken my heart. Um, And this is the fourth trip we've had to cancel in the last five months back to Canberra. Um, But the best people in my world get it. And I'm so grateful to have those people in my circle. The second question that I will address is one that I have been asked by one of our listeners. And that is how we manage Marley's medical trauma. And look, I feel hugely inadequate when talking about Marley's medical trauma these days because so much of it is managed by her service dog, Patty, and he takes the bulk of that responsibility these days. Um, But to our listener, Beck, I think the most important thing about this question is that you're actually asking it. Uh, One of the most dangerous things that I've heard people say about medical trauma in young children is not to worry about it because they won't remember it. Um, But any good psychologist or play therapist will tell you that that early response to trauma can really shape emotional development in kids and also their emotional resilience and that can impact people for the rest of their lives. So Mm. one of the things that we have found the hardest about the medical complexity of all of our children is that we uh, practice very much an attachment style of parenting and I just couldn't reconcile how I could hold my children down for a traumatic medical procedure one moment And then talk to them about the importance of consent and bodily autonomy, the next. So the things that have helped our family have been to always be honest with our children about medical interventions um, and why the children need to have them and explain this in an age appropriate way, why they need to have it, what it will do to make them feel better or to stop them from being more sick um, and never, ever lying to them about when something is going to hurt. We always tell them the truth about how if it's going to hurt, how long it's going to hurt, um, and what we can do to be there to support them. Um, It's also really helped my heart to remind my children that we're doing this for them and not to them. And you'll hear Amy and Emma and I talk more about this on Monday's episode of the Raw podcast. To finish off tonight, Um, I want to congratulate Marley's beautiful kindy from last year, Good Start, Mark Road West, for winning the Epilepsy Queensland Brave Award at a beautiful awards ceremony in Brisbane tonight. Um, I nominated the Centre for a Visionary Award under the category of Hope, which recognises the significant contribution to understanding people with epilepsy and supporting them to live well. Um, When we first started looking for childcare education options for Marley, it was amazing how many centres told us that they were full as soon as I mentioned that she had seizures associated with autoimmune encephalitis and epilepsy. However, we had the complete opposite response from the kindy that she ended up attending last year and they ensured that the majority of their staff were seizure trained and they were accredited to administer midazolam as a seizure rescue medication. Uh, They took on a little girl who was immunocompromised, had a global developmental delay And in the middle of a Queensland summer, they took a girl whose seizures could be triggered by fatigue and heat, and who had difficulty controlling her own body temperature. But most importantly, a little girl who, due to the complexity of her medical needs, had never been independent, and had really only lived life inside a hospital or inside her home. And at that time, the majority in her living memory would have been inside a hospital. They rebuilt her confidence and the spirit of a broken little girl and they supported us in helping her to believe that there is nothing in this world that she can't do and they helped her to develop a love of learning. When Marley had to say goodbye to them at the end of the year we gave them all candles and Marley has one that matches so we can burn them whenever we're all missing each other and celebrate the incredible impact that they have had on our family. I am Devastated that my illness meant that I wasn't able to attend the awards ceremony tonight and see them win this award, Um, but as a family, we just offer our huge congratulations, and we're so proud to have been a part of this story. And for every family that comes after ours that will benefit from this increased awareness about seizures, and that with the right safety net put into place, there is nothing that kids like Marley can't achieve. And of course, none of this would have been possible without amazing plasma donors. Nothing feels more Australian like the modern demonstration of mateship than donating blood or breast milk and this product being used to keep another Australian alive. Our daughter is still alive today because of this incredible selfless gift and it is my privilege to create a space for others to tell their stories and to give thanks. This podcast is written and presented by me, Kate Fisher. Marley's dad, my lovely husband Jeff, does our audio production. To make an appointment to donate plasma and other blood products in Australia, please go to www.lifeblood.com.au and we would love it if you could add your donation to the Milkshakes for Mali Lifeblood team tally. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Milkshakes for Mali and remember to tune in for our joint episode with Raw on Monday. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please leave us a review and share this episode with a friend. And as always, I will leave the final word to Molly. Thank you for my prize, Molly.